What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Unashamed Podcast, where we discuss all things from faith, fitness, to finance. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Unashamed Podcast. I am so excited about this week's episode. If you would have asked me about this time last week, if I would have been up for doing a podcast or excited about it, I would have told you no. Not a chance. My week last week was so bad. And I know we all have bad weeks. And again, I'm not coming on here to complain or anything like that. But I really want to be honest. It was a really crappy week. Um, There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening this week as well. But I'm in a much better spot. Um, I feel like I'm slowly finding my footing again. um, And going home this weekend and just kind of having a... um, revamp, if you will. I have amazing people supporting me and who are behind me um, spiritually, and that just helps my journey just become 10,000 times better. So um, today, as you saw, the um, title for this podcast episode is called He's in the Room. And like I was mentioning last week was not the week for me, and I know that everybody has those weeks, um, and I have made episodes on how to get out of the funk and just things like that. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly go check I would highly recommend going and checking that out. Um, It's short, sweet, um, but to the point on just some things that I do. But last week I had a lot of things happening um, and some were out of my control. And it was nobody's fault, but it was just a lot happening at once. And um, for me, it just kind of felt like things were coming against me left and right. Um, You know, I spoke about why I'm ashamed um, in one of my first episodes, you know, I I truly believe that this society that we're growing up in, um, this world teaches people, especially um, in college, that they should be ashamed of what they believe in if they're not believing what everybody else around them is. Um, And it's not a fun environment when you feel like you're the only person standing up for what you believe in or you feel like you're the only one in the room who believes that way. Because that is cause for isolation and just so many different things can play through your head. And it's not fun, but um, this week I have received some very, very encouraging and much-needed text messages. Um, I'm not not a person who really needs encouragement all the time, but it is so nice when somebody takes the time to send me a message saying that they're praying for me, they believe in me, um, because I truly do believe that God has put a calling on my life that I can't ignore, um, and I'm so excited to live it out, but right now the atmosphere and the environment, uh, I guess that I'm in just kind of stinks, um, when it comes to talking about what I believe in and what's important to me and my values and my morals. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to title this, He's in the Room, because I am slowly but surely learning that God is always in the room. And that might sound silly and stupid to some people, but I grew up in a Christian home and I knew that God was always with me and I knew that God was always working and I knew that how powerful prayer was. But as I've gotten older and, you know, when you leave the house, it is on you 1000% to continue your spiritual journey. You know, you're not under the leadership of your parents. I mean, your parents can still lead you, but they're not in the house. You know, my we would talk about God regularly. We still talk about God regularly, but it is on me to continue my spiritual journey. 
um, in my relationship with God. And if I didn't have my relationship with God, I have no idea where I would be. Uh, my relationship with him definitely keeps me grounded and it keeps me sane in the weeks that it's really hard. Um, but anyway, so he's in the room. Let's just dive right in. So one thing that I really want to talk about today, and it's probably a story that you all have heard from the Bible. I don't want to say story because story sounds fictional. Um, but we're going to talk about um, a couple uh, well-known I guess it would be, we always call them stories, stories around the Bible, but we're going to first look at Daniel in the lion's den. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to read it, but we're going to be in Daniel chapter 6, and I'm going to start at verse 16. I'm going to look at the um, New Living Translation version, just so it's a little bit easier if you're not familiar with the Bible. Sometimes reading the Bible can be challenging due to the wording, but find a version that you like, um, and let's dive right in. So Daniel chapter 6, verse 16, it said, so at last the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The reason that he was thrown in, side note, is because um, the king had issued a decree that if anyone praised any other god except for him, they are to be thrown in the lion's den. So the king said to him, may your god who you serve so faithfully rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seal of his nobles. And that no one could ever, no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you served so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me for i had been found innocent in his sight and i have not wronged you your majesty the king was overjoyed and ordered that daniel be lifted from the den not a scratch was found on him for he had trusted in his god then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused daniel he had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and their children the lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den then king darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world peace and prosperity to you i decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the god of daniel for he is the living god and he will endure forever his kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end he rescues and saves his people he performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth he has rescued daniel from the power of the lions so daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. And I have a story that I also want to share another one from the Bible. Um, and they're all going to like come a full circle moment. Um, so I will explain why I shared both of these um, stories after I read this one. But next we're going to be in um, Daniel 3. And we're going to start at verse 12. And we're going to read all the way to verse 30. So. Bear with me. I appreciate it. This does have a really good point um, and has to do with a text message that I'm going to share that I received this week. Alrighty, so Daniel 3, starting at verse 12. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the providence of Babylon. They pay no attention to your, ma your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. So side note on this one. King Nebuchadnezzar set up a gold statue 
and again made a decree that no one else can worship any other god except for that gold statue. And if anyone did, they would be thrown into a fiery furnace. So, verse 13, Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. Side note, they were, um, if you want to call it today, Jesus, they were snitched on for not bowing down to this statue. And King Nebuchadnezzar got upset and mad and enraged, if you will, and he ordered that they be brought into his presence. So, when they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you were free? refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of my musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what god will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we were thrown into the blazing furnace, the god whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot, furnace, hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men, unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except for their own god. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the providence of Babylon. So why did I share Daniel in the lion's den and the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace? Well, this week, my dad um, shared a message with me that one of my associate pastors at my home church um, shared with him. Um, I had shared some of my struggles when I was home previously, just about genuinely just feeling so alone in my faith and feeling like I'm singled out and I can't have a mind of my own. And it's extremely frustrating. And he replied, as I am praying, I'm reminded of the book of Daniel, the three in the fiery furnace and Daniel in the lion's den. They went through the trial, but in the end they were spared. 
and had amazing experiences with God, and they were promoted to prominent positions. And so I'm believing um, for myself and for you all, if you feel like you're being thrown into the lion's den, or you are feeling like you're being thrown into a fiery furnace, or maybe you just genuinely feel alone in the atmosphere that you're in, um, but maybe you can relate to Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you don't worship the gods of this world, but you worship the most high God. And I want you to know that he sees you and he's in the room with you. And as silly as that sounds, you can call on him and he will be there. Sometimes it's hard because I'm like, God, you don't understand. I am so alone. God, are you, are like, are you there? Do you actually hear me? I literally am at my breaking point here. And I just feel like I'm drowning constantly every single day. It's so hard to stand up for what I believe in when I'm constantly being ridiculed. Someone's constantly feeling like they're at my throat. And it's not fun. And some days suck a lot. But I want you to know that he is in the room. And even though that you're going through this trial, just like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God was with them in that trial. He saw them through that trial and they came out untouched and spared because God had a bigger calling on their life. Therefore, they were promoted to prominent positions. And I am believing that for myself and for you. That God is walking with you through whatever you're going through. Because his calling on your life is greater than the attacks of this world. Greater than the attacks that this world is throwing at you. And I am just believing for you to just have faith that he is in the room with you. One of my favorite verses that he also added is Exodus 14, 14. I memorized this when I was in high school because there were often times in high school that were rough as well. But Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord is fighting for you. You need only to be still. And I cannot explain how many times I recited that and recited that and recited that. That has been my go-to verse when my friends text me that they're going through things immediately I'm like Exodus 14 14 the Lord is fighting for you you need only to be still sometimes when I spend time with Jesus my favorite thing to do is just rest in his presence I don't have to say anything because he already knows I don't have to do any grand gesture but I can just humbly come before him and say God I don't know it all and I don't understand what the situation that I'm in the battle that I'm facing I don't understand why I'm going through this but I know that you're walking with me and I know that you're fighting for me. And in this moment, I'm just going to be still with you. And so I just pray that um, that verse touches you like it did me. The last verse that he shared with me was 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9, and then 16 through 18. It says, we are pressed on every side but trouble by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things we cannot see. For the things we see now will come Will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. 
And that was so encouraging for me because I get so caught up. I try to take it day by day, every day, day by day. But I get so caught up in the present and so caught up in the things that I can't see that I lose sight of the things that I can't see and I lose the vision for my life. Which, if I would get back to my roots and back to my purpose, I would know that I should fix my eyes on the things that I cannot see. Because like I said earlier, I truly, truly, truly believe that God has a bigger purpose and a bigger calling on my life than I can even fathom or begin to understand. But if I start to dwell on the things that I can see, I'm losing that vision and the sight of the things that I cannot. And so if you feel like you're going, if you feel like a Daniel or a Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego, my prayer for you is that you will leave this podcast feeling so encouraged to know that God is in the room with you. He is fighting for you. You need only to be still and that you're not alone. I face feelings like this every day. I feel like I'm in the lion's den or I feel like I'm being thrown into the fiery furnace because somebody around me doesn't believe what I believe or I'm being persecuted for what I believe. It's okay to have those feelings, but please don't dwell on them. Please don't lose your vision or your sight or your purpose for your life. I believe that God has called each and every one of you to serve out your God-given purpose and please don't give that up because somebody knocked you down. So I know this was more of a serious topic, but I really just felt encouraged and inspired to bring it to you. And I pray that you will feel encouraged as well. So thank you for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week. What's up guys? Thanks for listening to our podcast. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, as well as our Instagram page, which is Unashamed Podcast, all one word, underscore. We would love to interact with you on that platform as I post polls and questionnaires on what topics you want to see covered on this podcast, and I love interacting with you guys. I hope you um, leave feeling encouraged, and you have a blessed week.